This is episode number 1016 with Stanford neuroscientist Andrew Huberman. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Priest and academic Richard Lingard wrote, you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. And actor Sean Mulvihill said, understand this and be free. We are not in our bodies. Our bodies are inside us. My guest today is neuroscientist Andrew Huberman, who is a professor at Stanford University and head of the Huberman Lab. This is part two of my interview with Andrew Part one has been blowing people away. So if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure to go to lewishouse.com slash 1015 to check it out. And in the first episode, we talk about how much control your brain has over your emotions and experiences, the positive effects stress can have on the body, the science of hope, how we can rewrite our subjective experience to increase happiness and more. So make sure you check that out after this one if you haven't checked it out yet. And in this episode, we discuss what neuroplasticity is and why it's the key to learning new things, the importance of keeping a sense of play in your life. This is huge for so many people right now where go-getters get it wrong, the techniques for deep relaxation and why you need to make it a priority, the science of gratitude and how it rewires your brain for success, and so much more. Again, this episode is going to be a game changer for so many people. So is the last one. So make sure to re-listen to these over and over again. Share them with a friend who you think will be inspired by it, who this will help. And a quick reminder, if this is your first time here, click that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts right now in the School of Greatness, as well as give us a rating and review. Okay, after this quick message, the one and only Andrew Huberman. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off, off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off okay quick math the less your business depends on operations on multiple systems on delivering your product or service the more margin you have and the more money you keep obvious but with higher expenses on materials employees distribution and borrowing everything costs more so to reduce costs and headaches smart businesses are graduating to netsuite by oracle netsuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting financial management inventory hr into one platform and one source of truth with netsuite you reduce it costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks weeks, head to netsuite.com slash greatness, netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. 
One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game. Or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The mental strain you feel when you're learning something is the trigger for neuroplasticity, for your brain to change. It's, Say that again, the mental strain you feel while doing something is the what? Is the trigger for neuroplasticity. Which neuroplasticity allows you to expand your mind to do more things. That's right. So neuroplasticity is a process of taking something where there's duration, path, and outcome, where I'm working hard, I'm thinking hard, maybe it's a hard conversation, maybe it's a business plan, maybe it's a scientific career. And the goal of neuroplasticity is to make things reflexive so you don't have to think about them, right? For instance, I just started taking Spanish class one-on-one and it's extremely hard. It makes right. me want to say, why am I doing this? Right. This is going to take me years mm -hmm. until I'm conversational. Who knows how long until I'm fluent. You know, if it's this hard as uh, like this stage, man, is it ever going to get easier? I have those moments every mm -hmm. time I'm doing class, I'm mm -hmm. like, this sucks. Right. Because I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm 37. Can I learn this language at Absolutely. this point? It's so much easier when you're five. Yep. Now it's almost impossible. I watched your video on this a, a couple of days ago on social media. And and the video you talked about this is, that, yes, it's harder when you're older to expand your neuroplasticity. But it's going, it's the, almost the, what I'm hearing you say is like, it's the only way to live is the older you get, you need to constantly be expanding it. Otherwise, you'll be going backwards. That's right. So, you know, when you want to learn something new like Spanish or a new That's physical so skill, your mind shifts over. The forebrain comes on and says, okay, we're going to pay attention to things. And now what am I doing? And I get so tired. I'm and like, we, and we get, a, and we start doing evaluative stuff to other people, to yeah. ourselves. And you can start using all sorts of examples like, wait, you know, I was a professional athlete in yeah. your case, or I want to be clear. I was never a professional athlete, but you were a professional athlete. You've been successful in other regimes of life, but it still feels like effort. Right. Yeah. And so but that effort is because two things are happening. One is adrenaline epinephrine is being released, so it doesn't feel great. It's not fun. It's like, uh. <laughs> and then and in addition to that, by bringing focus to something, you're recruiting a neuromodulator called acetylcholine, which is, associate, which is the molecule of focus. 
Now it's important. Which takes energy and effort. It takes energy and effort. You feel it in your body and in your brain. And it tends to highlight, acetylcholine will highlight the areas of your brain that are active during that learning phase when the teacher's talking or you're talking and making that effort, it's paying attention how you're moving your mouth, what it sounds like to you, feedback cues. And it's marking those brain areas for change. And then later when you sleep, or when you work out, or when you're having a conversation with somebody, that's actually when the brain changes occur. So not during the actual activity, that's right. It's when you're not doing the activity, resting or recovering, when it starts to expand or that's when right. it starts to. It's grow. when the so neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to change in response to experience, and is the main way in which we go from deliberate action, duration, path, outcome stuff to reflexive action and thought. That process has two parts. One is the trigger which is in adults is triggered by focus and attention and even a heightened state of agitation. The more frustrated you feel, the more you're actually triggering learning. It's saying this is important, this is important. Because yeah. the brain just wants to do whatever it wants to do. It needs to cue itself to, oh, this must need to change. And then the second part is deep relaxation, meditation, in particular, a form of meditation called yoga nidra, which we could talk about, but forms of deep relaxation, deep sleep, like slow wave sleep, that's when the connections between neurons called synapses actually get stronger. That's when the, the connections that you don't want get removed. Mm. And that's also in certain cases where you get new neurons actually born in your brain to help these circuits speak Spanish. This is why in sports growing up, I remember I would go to like basketball camps in the summer and I'd always learn new footwork. And I always just wanted to be like the fancy guy doing like whatever. Uh, finger roll layups or something as a kid, but then we would go to these basketball camps and we'd just work on the fundamentals and the footwork and like all this different stuff. And I remember being in the moment and being very frustrating and challenging. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't get this. Mm -hmm. And I would suck at it. But then the next day I would come back and I would all of a sudden like have it mm -hmm. after a few times of doing it. But I never learned how to do it in the moment. It was always like, okay, I made it, got it once, mm -hmm. but then I fumbled on it. Mm -hmm. It was the next day or the next few days right. where it's like, Oh, I, I can it do just this. shows up. It shows it up. It just shows up. And that's because when the mind is able to relax, it's then making the connections on how to do that thing. Yeah, so in deep, deep sleep and rest is when the connections actually get built up. It's sort of like yeah. in with um, resistance training, right? The gym is a little misleading, resistance yeah. training, because people get the, you know, the famous pump. And so they get a, they get a visual glimpse into what mm -hmm. they might look like later. But then, of course, it goes, it goes back, back down, down. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but so, but actual hypertrophy, the enlargement of the muscle fibers and the strengthening of the neural connections so to those fibers is, is later when you sleep. So it's the same thing with neuroplasticity. Yeah. So How important is it for us to constantly be learning and challenging our mind the older we get? Well, I believe it's very important for living a full life. Um, and you know, my hero in this, uh, two heroes actually is, I would say, um, Richard Feynman, the great physicist who had a very playful attitude about learning. That's one thing that I really should illustrate. If you are in frustration and strain, Just have a, fun. a sense of play is great because in play you have focus, mm -hmm. you have intention and alertness, um, and it keeps you light enough that there's that dopamine release. Is it, Dopamine is released in play for a reason because kids and animals, young animals and young children, learn social interactions through play. Yeah. A puppy bites another puppy and it, the puppy barks out loud. That's why they have those sharp puppy teeth to say that's too much of a bite. Then they play a little bit more. It's they're, found, they're finding the boundaries. They're finding the, the limits to which they can use physical force for hurting another or just for mm. playing. They learn soft bite. Play in animals is an ancient form of sampling these neural pathways. Mm. And as adults, we tend to be more demanding of ourselves. We don't tend to embrace as much play. Richard Feynman is somebody who really um, incorporated a lot of play into his adult life. He learned how to, in addition to being a Nobel Prize winning physicist, he also you know, played bongo drums. He would be, learned how to sketch and paint late in his life. Mm. He did float tanks. He was kind of a wild man, but he had a lot of fun and he was a lifetime learner. So I think it's important because it's a great way to learn dopamine release. Right, right. Uh, and it's a great way to um, expand one's experience of life. This is when we were, when I was in Poland with Wim Hof earlier this year, I took a group of like 13 guys and we were all nervous to get into this ice tub together for 10 minutes, like up to here. And for the first two minutes, it was not fun. We mm -hmm. were just like, this sucks, this is cold. But then all of a sudden we were like, let's have fun. We're mm -hmm. gonna be in here for eight more minutes. Right. We might as well try to right. enjoy it. So we started chanting, we started singing, we started like 
just like in a rhythm together, mm-hmm. like smiling. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's more enjoyable. Yeah. It's still going to be challenging, but you might as well try to have the most fun in the challenge than mm-hmm. just suffer, right? Yeah, team and community, um, not by coincidence, is a powerful tool for buffering stress. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, look at high-performing teams like SEAL teams or other special operations units. They the team is a big part of it for being functional in the actual job. It almost be impossible to do it alone if you're a Navy SEAL, right? Yeah, there so. are other divisions of special operations where actually it's more focused on solo missions. That's um, hard. Yeah, where, and so there are people that are very good at that, but teamwork is a great way to buffer the stress response. Yeah. And so earlier you asked, is there any way to make it not cold? Uh, I guess the answer is <laughs> no, but there is a way to make the cold not painful. Right. And so that's where dopamine intervenes. The other thing that's important because we talked about neuroplasticity, you trigger it with focus and energy, you know, and effort and strain is, you know, children can learn very easily. Um, their brain is hyperplastic and very quickly is t- the whole job of the young brain is to take things that it's taught and very quickly pass it over to reflex, including right. morals so and auto- beliefs. And, you know, yeah. And this is what's scary is also, you know, the things that kids hear and they believe and they're exposed to those beliefs become reflexive. Now, around age 25 or so, the brain is still plastic Mm. and forever for the entire life, but then you need more focus and you need what's called self-directed plasticity, neuroplasticity. Self-directed, meaning the only person that can change their brain for the better after about age 25 is the actual person. You. You can't force neuroplasticity on somebody, positive neuroplasticity. So the other element that's really important to plasticity is this deep rest phase. And it's associated with the release of the molecule neuromodulator serotonin. Serotonin is a reward molecule, just like dopamine, Mm -hmm. except that it's released in the brain in response to the subjective experience that we have enough resources. So when we eat a big meal or we enjoy, even better, when we enjoy a meal with friends or family and it just feels like one of those incredible evenings, you know, you're reset. It's that feeling of of being reset. as an antidepressive effect. When we are, um, when you hold, you know, if you hold your child or a, or a partner that you love or your dog, if you love your dog, there's this feeling of having enough. And so whereas dopamine is really the molecule that makes us in, uh, look at things outside the boundaries of our skin, like to be in pursuit of things, it's really is the pursuit motivation molecule. Serotonin is really about feeling like we have enough in our immediate environment. Mm. And it's so powerful because unless that dope, uh, that, excuse me, that serotonin box is checked off periodically, we cannot lean back into the dopamine outward pursuit process for very long. So we need serotonin. Absolutely. To feel more, what, complete, whole? Safe. Safe. Once you feel, this is where people, you know, I think that the go-getters get it wrong, mm. <laughs> no pun intended, where getting after it and being hard driving is really important. But, you know, we've all seen examples of this. I've seen a number of these in Silicon Valley friends that did very well in tech, get to the point where they reach that finish line and then they don't have a whole lot or a whole lot of people to share that with. And they end up very isolated and depressed. And then they go through this whole cycle of trying to find themselves. And um, you need to balance serotonin and dopamine, maybe across the day, maybe across the week. You know, I think in religious practices, um, all religions really, there's a kind of Sabbath, there's a rest period, you know, for many, many, or I think all of them. Um, that makes sense because there needs to be a renewal, whether or not people have a religious practice or not, there needs to be a renewal or recovery. A, a recovery to recover the immune system. You can't drive the immune system all week, all week, all week. You need to recover this it. This is why I love sports analogies because there's uh a preseason, there's a season, there's a postseason where you're really in high stress and emotion, and then there's a postseason. Yeah. There's an off season right. for a reason. You can't be in season ten years. Yeah. You know, in a row. You've yeah. got to find time to relax and have a bye week. It's like if you don't mm-hmm. have a bye week, you're probably gonna get injured eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's just like trying to create that in your own life. Do you do that for yourself as well? Do you have Definitely. I've got things I do each day and I've got things I do on a weekly basis. I'm less good about the annual vacation. I've never done it. <laughs> it's so hard. I've been doing science 25 years. I, I you know, <laughs> there's a, I, 
I'm sure uh, some of my uh, former relationships will be like, that's right. We never actually took a proper <laughs> vacation. Anywhere. Yeah, my, my former girlfriend and I was like, we'd go to like Paris, England, we, we, we Germany, and I was giving talks and yeah, talks yeah, and yeah, talks, yeah. And, then, and then I'd get sick, and then one day she was so understanding. It's like, I, I still feel some guilt about that, but wow. we, we would take an afternoon and go to a gallery, but then I was like right back at it. You know, <sighs> That's been my life and too. It, it's hard. I mean, you have to find that balance. You know, and Luckily, I was in my 30s then, and when you're in your 20s and 30s, you can get away with less serotonin mm. in your system. But on a but day- now you need more serotonin. Oh, absolutely. So what do you do every day to get more serotonin or so weekly? Sleeping an adequate amount is key. The, the practice that served me the best has not been a meditative practice. There are two practices. One is called yoga nidra, which is doesn't involve any movement. You just, it literally means yoga sleep. This was introduced mm. to me about five years ago. Just laying on your back? You listen to a script. There are a lot of scripts mm. on YouTube and it teaches you to, there's some breathing involved, but it's really a body scan. You learn to go into deep relaxation. Yes. I do this once or twice a day. If I wake up and I haven't had enough sleep, I do it first thing. Five, 10 minutes. Uh, there's a 20 minute script I mm -hmm. like. There is a 10 minute script that's out there too. I can give you the links to these yeah. if people are interested in them. I have no affiliation with any uh, Yoga Nidra businesses, but I love what the, the practice because I feel like I recover the sleep I didn't get. I then feel really alert. In the afternoon, if I'm feeling tired, I'll do yoga nidra. It also involves some intentions, which has a kind of pseudo self-hypnosis component. And I have a colleague, David Spiegel, in the Department of Psychiatry who does clinical hypnosis. And these intentions that we do in states of deep relaxation are known to have positive effects on thinking and action. They are in pain mitigation and even yeah. breast cancer outcomes. David's work has shown that. So we're not talking stage hypnosis with like a pendant. We're talking self-hypnosis self -hypnosis or medical hypnosis. Well, it's like you said, deliberate thought as opposed to re reactive thought. Right. And you're, in going, you're teaching your body and brain to go into deep relaxation deliberately. You're doing it. And that's, a, I think, a power you're tool. You're saying, okay, lay down, relax your body, relax your face. Call, you know, breathe slower. You're, you're telling yourself to do it. You're using the body to control the mind. That's again. Mm -hmm. And you're deliberately turning your thoughts off. Most wow. people can't do that. And so for me, Yoga Nidra has been a absolute amplifier, accelerator, whatever you want to call it, on my career and life and well-being. It also gets you better at falling asleep because one of the reasons why people have trouble falling asleep is they can't turn their thoughts off. So you're training your nervous system how to do this. I should say, because it sounds a little bit out there in the um, kind of new agey space, there are several studies, imaging studies, positron emission tomography studies, and others looking at yoga nidra specifically. These, mm. This wasn't worked on by my lab, although we are exploring it in my lab as a tool for stress mitigation, anxiety mm. mitigation. But these studies show that 30 minutes, I believe it was, of yoga nidra resets the levels of dopamine in an area of the brain called the basal ganglia, which prepares the brain and body for action. So these deep relaxation states, even if we're wide awake still, allow the nervous system to reset so that it can get back into action. So for the go-getters, if you're really, if you wanna have a, lo a long career, you wanna high perform your whole career, you want to have tools that allow you to reset that dopamine level because that is accomplished, that, that has a huge effect, excuse me, on buffering adrenaline, as we said earlier. But in addition to that, serotonin is what resets the, the dopamine pathway. So now there's sort of what we're seeing is kind of a logic to it. You need to, mm. al you need to alternate rest and effort. You need to reward effort. You need to understand- With rest. With rest. So there's yoga nidra. And I would say the best time to do it is first thing in the morning, before you go to sleep at night or any time of day. In other words, I believe everyone should have some deep relaxation process yeah. that's deliberate, that doesn't involve ingesting anything, you know, not food or wine drink. or yeah. for some people, you know, a drink is fine. I'm, I'm focused on behavioral tools, you know, mm -hmm. supplements and drugs have their place. And, you know, so there are clinically depressed people that need a boost in dopamine or need a boost in serotonin. And I'm, I think even though drugs like Prozac get a bad rap, th those drugs have also saved millions of lives. There's just an appropriate dose and context and some people shouldn't take them. Well, people right? also, what I'm hearing you say is you can should take them when you need them, when you're unable to physically create those habits for yourself and routines for yourself. But then once you take it, you're always gonna need it until you can learn how to behaviorally change your actions. That's right. right? It's like the obese person that finally, you know, if they really can't move, right? you know, maybe they do need to do some sort of surgical procedure or they need to, yeah. or they need to do something that, but then once they start exercising, you, you, I believe you always want to go behaviors, focus on behaviors first. 
get the behaviors dialed in. Everything we've talked about today is free. Everything we yeah. talked about is is self-directed. So it's behaviors. Then I think it I think diet and is very important or nutrition. I think supplementation definitely has its place. I think we are past the the ridiculous idea of the 80s and 90s like oh can't you get everything from what you right. eat? No one can even agree on what we're supposed to eat. Right. Every scientist I know who's serious about their mind and body takes supplements. Yeah. I don't have a supplement company. I'm be very clear about this, but they all have their regime for them. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing a tide change now where supplements are no longer being thought of as this like niche thing that only bodybuilders when you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. There isn't like people who are selling snake oil or about. There is a lot of snake oil out there, but there are also some supplements that are powerful for the sorts of things that we're talking about for mm -hmm. sleep and all the others. We could talk about them if you like, but I think it's um, behaviors, nutrition, supplements. And then there is a place for prescription drugs. There are people that are clinically depressed and suicidal and need help. And they need to talk to a board certified MD and get a hold of, in some cases, the opinion of whether or not they should take these drugs. Doesn't mean they should take them forever, but you know, we tend to jump to drugs. And that's why I think a lot yeah. of those drugs, they won't change your behaviors. You still need to change your behaviors. That's the easy way out to start is taking the drugs, right. but what you should be doing is the behavioral nutrition supplements. If you do those three things first, you should start to feel better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sunlight in the morning, the things we've talked about. Breathing, relaxing, yeah, all these things. I have a friend, he's an MD, and he says, uh, says it beautifully. He says, you know, better living through chemistry still requires better living, yeah. right? There is no pill or substance or psychedelic that's gonna completely rewire you. It's not even clear what that would look like. Right. And then there's a fifth category that's starting to emerge now, which is brain-machine interface. Mm. Things like devices that people put on and to adjust their brain waves, enhance plasticity. There are great devices out there for what I would say reading and measuring from the nervous system, monitoring sleep, for instance, um, monitoring brain waves. We're still in the infancy yeah. of good commercially available brain machine interface, but I think that will eventually show up. The, the other thing, because you asked about tools each day, I have a daily practice of doing yoga nidra um, for me, that's my form of meditation and sort of serotonin reset. The other one is gratitude. I know gratitude gets a lot of discussion nowadays, but I always want to point out it's that gratitude greatest. is, it's not complacency. People think it's navel gazing, and it's, but it, it has been shown 
to increase levels of serotonin in the brain. It's a science, now it's, I did an interview with um, Dr. It, Lori Santos. Yeah. She's the Yale professor, science of happiness at a Yale. Oh yeah. I had her on and I was like, okay, what are the top scientific reasons for happiness right now that are proven? And she was like, gratitude is like yeah. one of the top three or four. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so this is not woo-woo anymore. No. She's like, no, this is scientifically proven that gratitude makes you happier. I think gratitude is wonderful. It resets the system yes. so that you can be in pursuit. I think gratitude sounds like complacency and people are like, oh, I don't want to be a navel gazer. I'm just, then I'm not going to be content. Then I'm only, excuse me, then people fear that they're not going to be they're in be pursuit. Complacent. They're going to be like, oh, I'm just happy with where right. I'm at. But serotonin resets dopamine, which puts you back in the fight. <laughs> and allows you to fight longer and further. And mm. I, I guess I'm doing this a lot today, but I've had the great um, you know, privilege of doing some work with these communities. If you look at high performers in these very high risk, high consequence special operations communities, they have gratitude practices. Really? They do. Then they incorporate them. And so, you know, people think there's like some mm. secret sauce or there's something, you know, and they are very unique individuals and very special individuals, but they, but they have those practices. They, they have the same them. tools that anyone can use. That's right. We all have these tools. So you do yoga nidra, you do gratitude practice throughout the day. What else do you do? So the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I actually is a gratitude. No matter what pops in my head, I reorient to being grateful that I'm waking up. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've had a number of close calls in life. I've lost people like everybody. I'm 45. So, you know, seen a lot of babies born, seen a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, People die. That's just the way it goes. But just I express some gratitude for just waking up. Yes. Uh, and that puts me in forward motion. And then I can do things like make my bed, reward that, that I'm not doing something else that, you know, and start mm-hmm. getting into things. And I tend to reward uh, relationships in a big way. Mm. My dog's 10 years old. I raised him wow. since he was a puppy. He's getting to, he's a bulldog. He's probably getting to the end. Wow. I try and really just focus on the sheer pleasure of, of having a yeah. bulldog. They're such characters and yeah. him in particular relationships of all kinds. Like if I spend time with people or just, I just try and think about mentors, people that got me where I, where I am. I do that all the time. And I'm pretty, as you probably imagine, I talk fast. I work a lot. I'm pretty intense, but I finish my days now not feeling ground out and depleted. doesn't mean I'm grateful for every opportunity or everything that comes my way. I have to be conscious of it, but I think a deliberate practice that of relishing or enjoying what we have is so powerful and not just going through the motions. If we're not enjoying it and we're just waiting for the end result, we're going to be unhappy. Absolutely. And there's something called dopamine reward prediction error where people work, 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 or they expect something to be great. And as you do that, you actually raise the level of dopamine that's required to make it feel good when you get there. This is why people, you know, achieve great things and kill themselves. It's crazy. You know, the, the failure to respect these neurochemical pathways and these neural pathways, the is actually, I mean, it's, it's basically throwing away everything that we were given, in my opinion. And I don't want to give the impression that people have to follow these protocols because I'm talking about them. We were all given these. You know, people will sometimes ask me, they'll say, you know, is there an app or a product around this? And I just say, look, Mother Nature <laughs> has the patent for this, you know? <laughs> whatever people's beliefs, you know, this yeah. stuff was built into us for whatever reason. And we can use these different neurochemical pathways to organize our life in a way that really serves us and the people around us best. Yeah. And the gratitude practice can be one second long. It can yeah. be 10 minutes if you want. People do love and kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. I've always had a hard time being in meditation for a long period of time. I'm not good at mental visualization. Yeah. Um, so I tend to gear more towards behaviors. Wait, you, you're, a, you're a neuroscientist? You're not good at mental <laughs> visualization? Well, <laughs> well I, you know, I try, but I think some, we all differ in our ability to um, hold on to a ment- mental imagery mm-hmm. and mine's kind of fleeting. So I tend to write things out, but yeah, gratitude practice. I get, try and get sun in my eyes. I mean, exercise. I love, I'm fortunate mm-hmm. that I love exercise and training. I think that got into me young, um, for people that that's harder to do then you know, you just build these things up through subjective reward. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to, um, neuroplasticity at a later age in life. Mm-hmm. How much, like, so let's say I want to, every year I want to challenge myself to learn something that's harder or maybe not, it comes easy to me. Maybe it's 
Spanish this next couple of years and then something else, 10 years. The older I get, say 80, 90, 100, hopefully I get there. If I keep pushing my mind to be challenged in that way, that's uncomfortable. Will that actually help me live longer or will it hurt me to living a shorter life? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I hear people like who live in the blue zones around the world, right? Who they kind of have their normal routine. They have their family. They walk up a hill every day. Mm -hmm. They eat a certain way mm -hmm. and they have good community relationships. But they're, I don't know if I've heard them say like they're constantly challenging their mind to expand. I... Pretty confident saying that it's not going to shorten your life. Mm -hmm. Remember that the dopamine system, and so dopamine and acetylcholine are the primary triggers for adult neuroplasticity. We know this because if you there are experiments um, done by a guy named Mike Merzenich at UCSF, that if you stimulate the areas of the brain that release dopamine and acetylcholine, you can rapidly induce plasticity, like one trial learning, like oh. Spanish today. Right. Like fluent in Spanish today, wow. which is kind of scary. This is actually the basis of companies that are thinking about inserting wires into the brain and Wait, stimulating. I could be, be fluent in Spanish today? In theory, if you stimulate enough acetylcholine and dopamine release while experiencing <laughs> enough Spanish, you'd probably have to speak that Spanish. You'd probably have to read it. Wow. You could rem remember it and connect it. Yeah, it's, it's possible. It's like Matrix. It's possible. It's like I know Kung Fu. Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but it's possible. It's been done in in other forms of learning in other studies. Really? Yeah. Well, What's it what, called? Uh, well, if you release that, well, you'd have to actually have an electrode down in your head. I don't know that you want to you'd drill a hole in your skull. put something in your head. You'd have to drill through the skull. put enough dopamine in your... You would remember, the dopamine comes from the neurons that are in there. So you'd be stimulating the dopamine neurons, the acetylcholine neurons, and you'd be probably reading a Spanish script. There are, I, I will say there are... <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, there are programs happening right now to accelerate language learning through an implantable electrodes. No way. It's already happening? It's happening. Someone's done it before? It's happening now. They're testing it now. I don't think they're at one day for an entire fluency, but they are definitely at <laughs> massively accelerated language learning. Really? Yeah. I have close friends that do this sort of no thing one. for a living. You know yeah. someone who's done this? Who run it's the like laboratories a... <laughs> who do this kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Up. So what do they do? They put something in your head? Well, the goal, so we, we know that dopamine and acetylcholine from experimental already published results, uh -huh. if, if those are released, then in massive amounts, whatever you pair that release with, whatever sensory experience, massively rewires the brain wow. according to that experience. So Merzenich has these beautiful studies where he showed that if you play a certain auditory tones and you stimulate these brain areas, the auditory cortex, the area of the brain that listens and hears and understands sounds, massively rewires according to what was played in that moment. Mm. But because these neurochemicals are like gates, they open the gate to plasticity. You normally engage them by focus, agitation, stress and strain, self-reward, uh -huh. et cetera, or going to, you know, and having a, a conversation in Spanish where you're like, wow, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm fluent. I'm doing it. That's going to keep get you it. I get yeah. it. Right. But you can imagine there are um, groups on this planet that are very interested in rapidly accelerated language learning that would be willing to put many millions or billions of dollars, probably not billions, toward programs to get massively accelerated language wow. learning by putting either implantable chips in the brain that will stimulate these brain areas, including oh memory areas, or stimulating acetylcholine or dopamine So release. people have already done this where they put a they cut open their head and put a chip in their brain. Now, these are neurosurgery patients who are already undergoing surgery for other reasons and have and agreed said, to be part of try this. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and there are animal studies doing this all the time. Shut up. Absolutely. And are there any results of this? Well, they're not. The, the groups that are doing these sorts of things are not gonna reveal the results just yet. So you can imagine that these are related to, wow. you know, these are government military type contracts. It makes sense, right? You'd want to do this. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely happening overseas too. I mean, massively accelerated learning is kind of the holy grail of neuroscience, right? Right. How can we learn anything faster? Right. Because and, time is the thing that we're all trying to maximize. Right. And, you know, and you could imagine that because the human brain can, at, in development, can be biased toward becoming exceptional at math or exceptional at athletics. I mean, you could build brains that are, you could bias brains to be very, very good, even exceptional at the level of surpassing all previous behavior by triggering no these way. sorts of plasticity events. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't run out and put the chip in your head immediately. I mean, this stuff has to be worked out, but there are, certainly there's a whole community that's spinning up right now around nootropics, smart drugs. Right. It's not a, it's not a word or an area that I'm really a big fan of because 
like what are you talking about creativity task implementation focus. focus like the word smart drugs is terrible nootropics is even worse because it, it's not pointed enough it's not it doesn't it doesn't illustrate exactly what the end goal is it's sort of a, a throwaway catch-all kind of like smart drug like what is smart right so but there are you know for instance i know a um, nobel prize winning neuroscientist who chews immense amounts of nicorette each day he's in his 70s because it increases his focus he quit smoking which stimulates nicotine and those stimulate acetylcholine so nicorette is a nicotinic stimulant and nicotine is acetylcholine receptor. So his goal is to continue to learn in his old age by stimulating the nicotine pathway. So really? yeah, he chews nonstop nicotine. Now I'm not recommending people chew Nicorette. I wanna be clear, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't prescribe anything, I'm a professor, so I'm professing things. But the, the, there are things like um, choline, alpha GPC, that will stimulate acetylcholine release and will allow you, in theory, to learn quicker and better in a bout of learning. So some to, give people, you, to give you more focus yeah. under adversity. They'll, so they will trigger the plasticity event to be, you know, it's like driving, like carving that knife in deeper, but then you need a corresponding increase in the amount of rest in order to make sure that those pathways get better. Think about it like going to the gym. I actually have seen these guys in the gym in LA where they've got electrodes on the muscles. Yeah. So they're maximally recruiting motor units, uh -huh. but then you need that much more recovery because it's un no unusual to get those high threshold motor units. So you need to rest for two days. You can't go back to the gym tomorrow. Right. And a lot of these guys are also drug assisted to the point yeah, where you yeah. can almost smell it from across the room. Right. But um, that's another story. Yeah. But, but that whole area is geared around maximum stimulus, maximum recovery, maximum stimulus, maximum recovery. So drugs, supplements can accelerate these processes. A fun one from sports because should have been the Olympics this year, but you know the sprinters have their own drug community. It's not just the anabolics. They those sprints are won by who gets out the the blocks fastest. That's mm -hmm. reaction time. And there's a there's lore. I'm not involved in this, but there's lore of sprinters taking drugs to accelerate nerve transmission by focusing on the on the gun. The, the, on the gun. It's all about hearing the gun and getting out the blocks. So they take drugs to stimulate dopamine and acetylcholine because that so puts you into faster reaction, fa more focused, faster reaction. So time. is that activating the adrenaline receptor, adrenal receptors, so you react quicker? It's actually happening at the neural level, and it's it, there. It's allowing them to hear the gun as it's going off and not hear it after the fact. That's react. right. Because you can lose by being the last person out the blocks. Yeah. Most of those drugs are illegal, but there's a whole. There's a whole world of drugs in sports that are geared around the mental side and focus and the ability to get into sleep. I mean, you can bet, given now the, the understanding that sleep is so fundamentally important for performance, people are hacking sleep like crazy. Chili blankets, magnesium, mm -hmm. uh, you know, theanine, certain things that I think do work. You know, people are wearing whoops and aura rings and it's all yeah. about sleep now, it right? Is. It's all about sleep because it's so powerful. And there sleep are, is the ultimate drug. And people are now developing drugs that will allow people to fall asleep and sleep better, get, function better on less sleep, optimize the amount of slow wave sleep time. Anyway, it's a whole whole it's world. I'm fascinated by it because it's the extreme of the things that we're talking about. But for the typical person, behaviors are the way to go. Behaviors. And nutrition is not an area of my expertise, but incidentally, you the know, body is connected to the mind. The body is connected to the mind. And if the body doesn't have good gut health and good nutrients, then it's going to be affecting the way you think and right. the way you feel and the way you act eventually. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be harder and harder if you don't have energy. Right. And food and nutrition gives you proper energy. That's right. Or it takes the energy away from you. That's right. It depletes you from energy. So, so the older we get, it's harder to expand our neuroplasticity, but... That's why we should be learning new challenging things every year is what I'm hearing you say, to right. help us. Yeah, and whether or not it extends the lifespan, I don't know, but I do know this. So the dopamine pathway is intimately tied to the reproductive hormone pathway. So testosterone and dopamine have a very mm. close relationship. So much so that they're released and they're triggering their releases from very neighboring areas in the brain. Because if you think about it, it's the pursuit molecule, right? Like testosterone's main effect is to hmm. make stress and effort feel good. That's what it does. It suppresses that kind of grinding response like it's painful and it increases recovery. In women, which are est more estrogen dominant than testosterone uh, dominant, and both men and women both have testosterone and estrogen, of course, estrogen is sort of similar to testosterone in that it's coupled to dopamine. A lot of people think the opposite of testosterone is estrogen. It's not. It's a, it's a molecule called prolactin. Prolactin 
is what's secreted after orgasm. It's what's secreted after a big win and there's that crash. Mm -hmm. It's designed to keep organisms in the place they are so that there's pair bonding, there's recovery and shift them into that serotonin mm. regime. So the reason I mention this is that being in pursuit of goals and trying to trigger neuroplasticity isn't just about changing your brain. It's closely linked to the reproductive hormones, huh. testosterone in men and estrogen in women, meaning it's linked to the will to live. The will to, to pursue, and it's not just about sex. I know when, as soon as we talk about testosterone and estrogen, yeah. people, sorry, people think about mating behavior. It's that, but there's a lot more. It's the will to live. So when dopamine is reduced, the will to live is reduced. When serotonin is too high and dopamine is too low, people feel like they have everything they need. Think chronic pot smokers, no, no beef against the pot smokers, but they don't tend to be the most ambitious people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are, but they t tend to make people pretty placid. Think um, you know, any high levels of antidepressants that make you feel like you have enough of everything you need, they make people kind of, there's a passivity there. So mm -hmm. that's why it's important to keep these things in the right range. Yeah. So the will to live is tied to the dopamine system and to the reproductive system. So what are we, doing? So, what are we doing when we don't have a goal in our life? What happens to us? We are essentially on idle. It doesn't mean that we don't have the will to live. It means that we are idling and the brain and body, because they are so intimately related with one another and affect one another, they see when we're in pursuit of, of a goal. And that sends every organ in the body the message to keep going. Mm. That you know, the will to live is you know, getting at a kind of a deeper abstract concept, but it's a real thing. And so people that are low in estrogen, and typically in women, or in men, people that are low in testosterone or people are or low in dopamine. So it's ultimately dopamine, which is motivation and drive and pursuit. You don't want it too high, but you definitely don't want it too low. And we need, in order to increase our dopamine, we do some of these tools. Right, you wanna be in pursuit of something. You want mm -hmm. friction, but you also wanna be able to reward the effort process, reward that friction process. Now keep in mind children, which have the ultimate will to live, you know, in positive environments, children are wonderful because they're all about the will to explore and live and learn. That it's just their, their default is to explore, live and learn. Yeah, yeah. And children are flooded with dopamine. You show them a baby something new and it's like, <laughs> because it's, the mother nature has wired them to use that process to incorporate new ideas and new learnings. That's how they can learn. That's how they learn. The more they dopamine play. they have, they can learn, they connect ideas and they can grow. They, and they play. I mean, you tell kids a story, a, a ridiculous story, and they'll go with you on that. As we become set in our ways, it's kind of interesting, the brain over time, the space between the neurons tends to fill in with this stuff called extracellular matrix. It's like pouring concrete between the neurons. It makes it much harder for them to rearrange and move around. But a lot of beautiful studies, experimental studies have shown that that extracellular matrix, if it can be reduced, the neurons can move around and form new connections. Mm. And the way to do- Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. That is by triggering some strong pursuit goal. The more important the goal is, the, more, the faster the plasticity is going to happen. How does someone like you, I don't want to stereotype a scientist and a professor, but how does someone like you have fun? <laughs> when most scientists are more like lab rats that are just yeah. like focused on the research and the work and getting it done, how do you incorporate play and fun in your life? Well, I love doing science because to me being a brain explorer is like the it coolest thing. I yeah. mean, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be an astronaut and then I didn't pursue that path. And But for me, the next best thing is 
to be a brain explorer and, wow. you know, dig around in the brain and try and understand the brain. And, um, but I enjoy, let's see, I, I mean, I'm a little bit of a sicko in the sense that I love music. <laughs> I love food. I love yeah. to eat. I love to train. I love friendship. Yeah. I, I'm at this point now and I wasn't always like this. I've definitely experienced depression. I've been there. I, I'm at the point now where maybe it's the gratitude practice. Maybe it's the fact that I've been trying to get enough sleep and I sometimes do, but I'm, I just feel so happy to be in relation to all these opportunities and the fact that people care about neuroscience and they want to learn and that there's a place for me in this world to teach it mm. you know it's just kind of like an endless source of joy i love movies music friendship training food your dog my dog yeah, yeah. um goodness uh art i you know i i think i've found enough things in the world that i love that um you know, I feel like I have like five time, five lifetimes worth of sure. things to, to pursue. What about fears? Do you have a lot of fears? And how much does fear play into um, the body and mind connection? Well, the f fear is huge in the body mind connection because it can shut us down. I mean, fear can really take us to the point of, you know, from a place of feeling really great to just, it can like crump us all at once. And I mean, the, the things that, um, well, I have several fears. One is, you know, I have this weird um, history in science where my undergraduate advisor, my graduate advisor, and my postdoc advisor are all dead. They all died young. So it was like, it was suicide, oh, cancer, cancer. It was really rough because I was close with all of them. And so I have one major fear, which is dying without getting the information that I mm. believe should be out in the world, out into the world. Because I'm struck by this all the time, you know, when people die, there's no download from their brain. There's no fossil record of their thoughts. Unless they write, they speak, they put things out into the world. For some people it's art, for other people it's their family, whatever it is. But one fear is that, uh, you know, I'll get hit by a bus or something or have a heart attack before I'm able to express, you know, sort of put right. out my expression. That's one. And then the other is, you know, these days I have a lot of irons in the fire doing public education, running my lab. My lab's actually two labs. Um, I guess a big fear of mine is that uh, you know, in trying to take on so many things that the quality will drop. And so as a consequence, I've had to really put boxes around my life so that I can really dig in. And I'm blessed to have amazing people in my lab. I mean, I've just, my lab operations manager, I would die without him. Mm. My, you know, my graduate students and postdocs, you know, they're phenomenal. And so I'm blessed to have great people around me, but the, yeah, I would say that's one of the big fears wow. is that, um, you know, that I can't do it all. Yeah. And of course I can't, but but I have not tried to learn Spanish fluently. Um, do you want to or no? I do. Actually, a few years ago, I, I promised on uh, social media I was going to learn Spanish as proof of principle for neuroplasticity <laughs> and that I would deliver some of the tutorials in Spanish because there's huge oh, parts wow. of the world that, yeah. that I think are curious about neuroscience that don't have access to them. And I, I abandoned mission temporarily. I'll tell you what, man. I've been saying this for 20 years. I want to learn Spanish. And for whatever reason, I have a Spanish girlfriend now from, from Mexico, which gives me more of a, uh, a motivation, mm -hmm. which I know you talk about needing some oh, greater motivation. It'll accelerate the process. Yeah, if you have like a reason why, as yep. opposed to just, I want to do this because you're going to quit probably, unless there's a bigger reason, a bigger reward at the end. And I've been saying this since you know high school. I took Spanish in high school, college. I've traveled all over Latin America, Spain, everything. I'm a passionate salsa dancer for 15 years oh. been dancing extreme amounts awesome. of guys salsa like you have bumped me out a, a number of times because <laughs> when salsa picks up there's salsa dancing i'm like uh, like exactly, uh, right? the door like periphery right. the room exactly yeah. and i that was another thing that i was committed to learning because it was so challenging to learn that i was like i need to go all in i need to create like reward loops for myself all this stuff because it was so embarrassing and humiliating to get started in something in a completely uncomfortable setting. But now you're very skilled at it. Now I can go anywhere in the world, any salsa club, and find the best dancer and dance with them in a moment without speaking to them oh, yeah. and feel 100% That's admirable. It's the greatest yeah. feeling. Uh -huh. And I want that in every other area of my life. Mm -hmm. I want it in Spanish mm -hmm. because I want this message to reach 100 million people a week. And I know mm -hmm. the Latin community could use this message Yeah, so well. your incentive was the same. I mean, like information transfer. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I'm also like, okay, you can translate things. You could have a translator with you. You could have subtitles. No, but, they, like, but my dad's from a Latin country. He's from Argentina. And, and um, 
when people make the effort. They respect it. it well, it's, they it's, trust it's, it's, they, it's such a deep sign of respect to really is. go over to somebody else's side and deliver it in a form that's really designed for them. Yeah. That's, um, and it's almost like you have empathy for someone else when you try to learn something that they know. And that's hard mm-hmm. for you to learn. So mm-hmm. I said to myself, okay, I've tried to do this many times the last 20 years and I've always failed. And I was like, I need to pay for it. I need to do it every week. I need to have a one-on-one teacher because mm-hmm. I've tried apps, I've tried this stuff, all these things didn't mm-hmm. work. And I need to stop thinking about becoming fluent. Right. I need to start appreciating the process of every day just doing it. Right. And after six months, I'll be able to see and look back like, okay, I actually know some stuff. Mm-hmm. And after a year or two, mm-hmm. I'll know a little more. And then hopefully mm-hmm. one day I'm just fluent. Mm-hmm. And attach to- reward to the intention and the effort process. Yes. I mean, it, what I heard you say was that it, at a very core level, you really want to meet people where they're at yeah. so that they can derive more from the message. Absolutely. And so if you can build, so as an example of the, the subjective reward process, the more that you can tap into that intention, this is why I think intentions and mm. um, being able to be pulled by some bigger, greater, greater yeah. mission is, is the ultimate thing because then the discomfort we feel is offset by this reward that you can always look to. Yes. It's like it's always there. It's it's like having that magic drug on the shelf that you can just take. But yes. because it's internal, it's always with you, which is far more powerful than needing it from some external source. Exactly, exactly. So, so, I'm, exci- so I'm excited. And, I'm excited uh, for the, the Spanish-speaking people out there. They're going to hear it <laughs> exactly. from you. So not to hold your feet to the fire. No, but, but I feel like... Um, um, it's just, I gotta enjoy the process and I gotta enjoy like the challenges of day to day. And I'm starting to make it fun now. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to, when I'm like really stressed, cause I'll get tired when I'm just like, I have no clue what this means. And all I wanna do is like go watch sports or go work out or- But the confusion is the trigger. That's what I'm learning yeah, from it's you. It's saying, it's like raising a flag and it's saying, there's something special about this mental track that we need to return to later. And it's flagging it. Yes. And so when you sleep or you're doing something else, you'll reconnect the dots. You're actually, right? yeah, that's that's so that's what that's I'm doing. Learning. When I'm right. getting frustrated and challenged now, I'm just like, I just start having fun. I'm just like, okay, fantastic. I'm just like being playful in the uh-huh. moment, and it brings me with more energy as opposed to like this lazy, tired feeling. I'm mm-hmm. like excited. I'm like, okay, I don't know this, but I'm gonna figure it out one day. So good. And uh, and so it's just like I'm committing to the process and making mm-hmm. the the process the prize, not yeah. the end result the prize. Right. And also maybe someday you'll run for office and then you can, you know, you can reach more people with a specific message. I think it's like, what, yeah. 60 million uh, Spanish-speaking people in America, or 40 million or something yeah. like that. And there's a lot of people. So who knows? Anyways, um, my team's telling me I need to wrap this up because I want to go into talking a lot about fear and how to overcome fear and eliminating stress and all these different things. Um, but we'll have to get you back on and talk about these things. So hopefully you'll come back on. And we'll, no, I'd, be, I'd be happy to come back anytime we'll do, we'll, you guys We'll do me. more and talk about fear and how to overcome fear and all these different things. But this has been fascinating. And I want to ask you a couple final questions, Andrew. One is um, called the three truths. So imagine it's your last day on earth and uh, you've, you've actually accomplished all of your, you've gotten all your work out there in the world that you wanted to create. Okay. Your books, your lab results, all the research you got to do 99% of it, right? Okay. You're always going to want to do more, but uh-huh. you got to do as much as you okay. could. Yep. You have books out there, lectures, everything is out in the world that you wanted to do. But it's your last day and you've got to, for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your work with you. So this podcast is gone, your books, your results, everything. Oh, wow. So it's all gone with you to the next place, okay. wherever you go. Uh-huh. But you got a pen and a piece of paper and you get to write down three things you know to be true about your entire life and the lessons you've learned that you would share with the world. This is all we have to remember you by or your lessons. I call it the three truths. Okay. What would you say are your three truths? Okay. Well, the first one I'm going to poach from the Oracle, Mm -hmm. which is know thyself. Mm -hmm. I do believe that through whatever exploration, whether or not it's therapy, meditation, religious, uh, exercise, all of the above, I think people should um, explore what they're, you know, sort of how they're showing up in the world. Yeah. And then obviously based on today's discussion, I believe that we can make changes around that. But know thyself. Wish I had said it, but you know, <laughs> someone beat me to the punch. The second one is, um, it's rather Freudian, but um, I do think there's a core set of operations about the way we work um, that are important is you can imagine three boxes. It's like a three box diagram. And in the first one, it would say wish. And there's an arrow next to it. It would say anxiety. 
and then there'd be an arrow, and then the last one would say defense. Typically, we have a wish. It creates some anxiety in us, and then we get into some reflexive defensive behavior. For some people, that's addiction. For some people, that's you know, rabid ambition to the point of neglecting things, whatever the defense is. And I think our job is to intervene between anxiety and defense, mm. or at least come up with defenses that serve humanity sure. so that we're giving as opposed to destroying. Yes. Right? But I do think that wish, anxiety, defense is a big one. And then, goodness, and then for the last one, a couple days ago I might not have said this, but I had an experience that leads me to say, I think, um, you know, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the ultimate reset. It's not the only thing you want to do, but it's really tragic when people are so hard driving that they can't derive pleasure. And as we you know talked about today, the pleasure process is part of the renewal process, is part of the the ability to be in greater pursuit. Yeah. You know, and I think that when we're having fun, you know, provided it's not at somebody else's expense, I think that it has a regenerative quality to it. And that we can, um, yes. I think that's the that best True. experience of life. You know? It's hard to learn and grow without having fun is what I've heard hearing you say. Like yeah, I actually adds... stole this. I feel bad because I stole it. La I, I, I had the great pleasure of, of knowing, you know, the Laird Hamilton, yep. the great Laird Hamilton. And we'd done some training and we were talking about it. And I, I was, we were leaving uh, their house and he said, um, what Laird said, he said, you know, remember, I'm going to get this wrong, Laird, so sorry. But um, he said something like, Remember, in fear of death, have fun. Yeah. And he, he was not saying go and do stupid things that put you in, in risk. What he was saying was, you know, this fear of death is something we all live with and we all struggle with. So we have to remember to have fun. That's it, man. It was something like that. I think I, I botched it, but I was saying, you know, um, you know, Laird's done some incredible things in his life. He's an incredible human being and family man and husband and father, all this stuff and friend. And so I was like, you know, I could afford to have more fun. So that's what yeah, I'm telling man. myself it's these good. days. Yeah, trying. I say, the science trying. has got to have fun too. You we know? am trying. Where can we follow you on, on social media and how can we support you in this moment? You got a book coming out in the future. But... The future, um, I know I haven't gotten around to um, actually writing the whole thing. Um, I teach neuroscience and do regular neuroscience posts on Instagram. Yeah, they're fascinating, mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, what's, your, what's your handle there? It's Huberman Lab. So mm -hmm. H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N-L-A-B. Okay. And uh, right now I'm doing 100 days of neuroscience in the 15 second reels format, yeah, great. which is a real challenge to me. Um, but I do some longer posts. We talk about everything from stress, fear, dopamine, learning. We touch on some stuff related to like autism, Alzheimer's, things like that. Mm -hmm. It's not medical advice, but I talk about the research. I invite researchers on right. to talk about their work. And it's a lot of fun and Amazing. I love the questions there so people can send me questions. Very cool. So follow you on Instagram, Twitter as well, Huberman Lab. And yeah. you, you reply to people there. I do. Yeah, mainly Instagram. I do have a Twitter account, but mainly Instagram. Okay, is cool. How to awesome. Yeah. This is fascinating, man. I, I can't wait to have you back on in the future. And I want to acknowledge you, Andrew, for the, the incredible gift that you have to educate us about understanding thoughts, feelings, emotions, all this stuff. I think it's so confusing, especially in 2020, on how to improve our lives when there's so much destruction and distraction and noise and stress and anxiety like we've talked about so for you to come and bring a scientific practical and then make it practical as well how we can apply this in our life it's really empowering to so many people so mm -hmm. i acknowledge you for oh, thank the you. gift you are man for oh, constantly thanks. showing up this thanks is really so beautiful thank you uh, thanks for having me on of it's course, been a real man. pleasure i was a fan long before you invited me on so for me it's especially gratifying we'll have you back here. on a bunch man i'm Great. excited Great. and my final question what's your definition of greatness the human species was given this tremendous gift of neuroplasticity, the ability to change ourselves and be better in deliberate ways. Mm. And my definition of greatness is anyone that's making that effort, even in a tiny way, just to take this incredible machinery that we were given, this nervous system, and to leverage it toward being better, feeling better, and showing up better for other people. That's, mm. I really believe that's why we're here. Yeah, I'm a, thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully you listened to both parts of this interview with Andrew Huberman. If you enjoyed this, please share this with a friend. Your ability to share this message can impact and have a ripple effect on someone's life that you care about. So text it to a friend you love, text it to your intimate partner, text it to a family member, text it to a work colleague, or share it to your entire social network on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. 
And please click that subscribe button right now over on School of Greatness on Apple Podcast. And make sure to leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to be inspired every single week, then make sure to text me right now the word podcast to 614-350-3960. And I want to leave you with this quote from the great Brian Tracy who said, Set peace of mind as your highest goal and organize your life around it. I hope this was powerful, great reminders, and you've got some great tools for your life to continue to organize it for peace for yourself. If no one's told you lately, you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. I'm so grateful for you, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 